you want victory, you can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. As we look to the scriptures this morning, I want you to understand this is God's word to you. God is speaking. and We need to hear what he says and do what he says. So let's begin in Psalm 113. Psalm 113, praise the Lord, praise, O servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore, from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised, the Lord is exalted over all the nations. His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes, with the princes of their people. He settles the barren woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. First of all, when it says, praise the Lord, as the opening line and as the final line of this song, and don't forget, all the Psalms are songs. When it says, praise the Lord, Praise the Lord as the opening and the closing. Literally, what it says is another word that you're familiar with, and that word is hallelujah. Now, what hallelujah means is praise the Lord. So they're not changing the meaning here, but they decided to use the meaning of the word hallelujah in order to be sure we didn't miss what it is we're supposed to do. The word hallelujah means praise the Lord. And so it is good for God's people to join him in singing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is not only an expression of worship toward him, It is also an exhortation toward one another. We should encourage each other to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, I think that is a good thing. I am definitely in favor of expressing worship toward God, and I believe that uh, uh, we ought to certainly uh, do that in light of all that God has done for us. 
You see, I was uh, a natural-born sinner like all other humans, and therefore I was under God's wrath, and I really deserved to be destroyed. But God sent his son to pay my debt by dying on the cross, an excruciating death, and uh, to bear the wrath of God so that I would not only be forgiven, but actually made a joint heir with Jesus Christ. How can we not be excited about this? What is going on? Did anybody get excited about the NBA Finals? Anybody? Some people. We're in chapel. I don't know if I'm supposed to raise my hand. I don't turn around and look to see who's raising their hands in worship, but I hope a bunch of you are. Because God says he likes that. There's a current popular Christian song on the radio, Crazy People. You familiar with it? I don't listen to Christian radio. Okay, well, it's talking about the fact that from the world standpoint, those who do what God says look crazy. Think how Noah looked to his neighbors. I mean, a flood? Are you kidding? What's a flood? Well, they found out. Let me tell you something. If you and I live a godly life, the Bible says we'll be persecuted for it. And if the persecution that you and I have to endure is some people cancel us on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, then we're not really suffering for Jesus. But the fact is, tons of people in our culture who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ believe it's true, but they don't want to act crazy. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't want people to think I'm nuts. Remember John the Baptist in the New Testament? John the Baptist kept preaching that what the ruler of his land was doing was sexually immoral. And because he preached against sexual immorality, he was imprisoned. Okay? So now the preacher is in prison, and he won't change his tune. He's still preaching against sexual immorality. Uh, John, uh, it's, it's okay to uh, you know, believe these things on a personal level, but you have to realize that not everyone is going to agree with your perspective. So follow God, but I mean, don't lose your head. Well, he lost his. I mean, literally. His head was cut off. That was, that's a warning to the rest of us. We don't want to offend the government. No, the warning is that God is going to judge the earth. And you and I need to be obedient to him. Okay, so I thought this was going to be about praising the Lord. It is. It is about praising the Lord all day long. 
in every circumstance, whatever's going on, wherever we are, we're supposed to be one of those crazy people who's always giving praise to God. Well, you don't want to be obnoxious. Obnoxious to whom? If you risked your life in order to save somebody else, and they didn't want to be too effusive in their thanks because they were afraid other people wouldn't understand. Would that be obnoxious? I think it would be. Well, Jesus didn't risk his life for you. He gave his life for you. He died for you. If you are a child of God, you have been redeemed with the blood of the Lamb. And you need to be praising God every day. All day. You want to have a better night's sleep? Spend a lot of time praising God before you go to bed. You want to start your day off right? Praise God from the time you get up in the morning. Now, praise is not where we lie about what's going on, okay? I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. Uh, No, that's not praise. Praise is God is good. God is great. God is wonderful. When you see the sun starting to paint the clouds in the morning, Rejoice in the Lord. Praise his name. Oh, I, I heard that if, uh, if the clouds, you know, kind of turn red in the morning, it means we're liable to get rain. Praise him for the rain. He knows what we need. Noah lived in a time when the earth needed rain. Lots and lots and lots and lots of rain. And even the fountains of the deep were opened up. Because what was needed at that point was a fresh start. And God provided it. Did you know that the present heavens and earth are held in reserve for fire? 2 Peter chapter 3 tells us that the wrath of God is one day going to be finally unleashed on the earth. And the present Heavens and earth will be destroyed in the fire. So why should I be happy about that? Because God is going to do that in order to make way for the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness dwells. And there's not going to be any more sickness. There's not going to be any more sadness. There's not going to be any more goodbyes. And you and I, who are in Christ Jesus will be rejoicing with him forever. Let me tell you, it's not tiring to give praise to God. It is invigorating. I I, I hear what you're saying. If you hear what I'm saying and you believe it's true, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was pretty good. Are you excited about what Jesus has done? Do you you realize when you walk outside, when you see the sunset, when you see flowers coming up, when you see luxuriant growth on the trees, when you see all around you 
the evidence of his creative power. That's your daddy who did all that, owns all that, and did it because he loves you. That's nice. What do you get excited about? Well, I like chocolate. God invented chocolate. Okay? Well, what about ice cream? People invented ice cream. But God invented ice and cream. And people. So everything good in creation, we should be receiving as reminders of how great our God is. We ought to be constantly just amazed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Grateful for his gifts and praising him for who he is. For his character. God is trustworthy. Imagine if he weren't. Have you ever been disappointed because somebody made you a promise and then didn't keep it? Have you ever felt abandoned? Have you ever felt betrayed? God doesn't treat people that way. God keeps his promises. God does what he says. And you and I ought to, when other people let us down, we ought to praise God that he is not like that. Rejoice in the fact that God always keeps his promises. That every promise is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And so we can rejoice and give thanks all the time, even when things that are extremely difficult happen. I've shared with our students here at the ranch that when I was middle school age, I had developed a foul mouth only in certain situations, you see. I had learned inappropriate words and inappropriate jokes from an older sibling who has since become a Christian and a pastor and is now retired. But when he was a teenager, he was not living for Jesus. And he taught me a bunch of stuff that I would have been better off not knowing. And a friend of mine confronted me about that. A guy who's still a friend today. He was a year younger than I was, but he had the courage to say, Jim, I want you to read these two passages of Scripture. And when I read them, I was convicted. I said, I've never, never even noticed that before. And so I repented. And I asked God to change me, and I found that in order to change, I had to change my diet. I had to not listen to stuff that was inappropriate anymore. I had to not look at things that were inappropriate anymore. I had to change what I took in, and then I had to discipline myself not to say those things in situations where I burned my hand on the toaster or hit my hand with a hammer, or what have you. But it's really hard to just not say anything. 
So I cultivated the habit in all those situations where previously I would have been inclined to say something I shouldn't, I cultivated the habit of praising God, which looks absolutely crazy, okay? You burn your hand and you say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that you burned your hand? No, praise the Lord that you have a hand. Praise the Lord because he is great and greatly to be praised. Praise him not because of how you're feeling and not because of what just happened, but praise him because he's always worthy of praise from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Praise him all the time. In every situation. Say, oh, that sounds a little excessive. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and following. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be being filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another. It's actually speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For everything. Whatever's going on. One of the manifestations of being filled with the Holy Spirit is that your attention keeps turning to Him. You focus on Him. You praise Him. You rejoice in Him. Well, why do we need to lift our hands? Because He likes it. Old Testament exhorts us to do it. Well, that was the Old Testament. New Testament says, I would that all men everywhere would pray, lifting holy hands unto the Lord. Well, it says men. Okay, these days we know that those verses that say men often are referring to men and women. Kind of like when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I reasoned as a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. 1 Corinthians 13. When ladies recite that, they're not thinking that their gender is fluid. When they recite that, they are recognizing that that's what happens as you mature in Christ. You go from immaturity to maturity. And Paul was a man. So he didn't become just an adult, he became a man. But if you want to apply that to yourself, ladies, it's perfectly fine for you to think in your minds, when I became an adult, I put childish ways behind me. Does that make sense? Well, likewise, when it says, I would that all men everywhere would pray, lifting holy hands unto the Lord, it's because God likes it when we do that. He likes it when we do that. You're not doing it for you. You're doing this because he likes it. My grandkids are now getting to the point where they don't have to go like this in order to give me a hug. They can go like this. But I loved it when those little guys would come to the house and they wanted to be held. They wanted to be hugged. They wanted to be close. 
Raising our hands to the Lord is an expression of praise. Do you know how that is sometimes translated in the Psalms? When it talks about lifting our hands, it says praise the Lord. That's what it says, just like when it says hallelujah. It's saying praise the Lord. That's what it means. That's what this means. Don't be afraid to do this. Well, I'm just not comfortable with that. I'm, I'm Presbyterian. I grew up at the Montreat Presbyterian Church in North Carolina. I thank God for the wonderful, wonderful way in which he ministered to me through that church. But I will tell you that in church, we sit still and be quiet. That is a perfectly appropriate thing to teach a preschooler. Sit still and be quiet because they need to learn self-control. But there's got to be an opportunity, even in worship, to teach our little children that we're going to praise the Lord. We're going to praise the Lord. We want to worship Him. We want to exalt His name forever. So, Psalm 113, Hallelujah. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. That's referring not only to time throughout the day, it is referring to everywhere on earth. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. Please get that picture. We look up at the sky and we say, wow. We get a telescope and look out into space and we say, wow. This pictures the creator of all things having to stoop down to get a better look. It's not because he doesn't know what's going on. It's a reminder to us, an anthropomorphism, if you want the big word. It's a reminder to us that God is beyond the vastness of the universe he created. Scientists continue to be amazed at how many stars there must be and how far out space goes. God made that. Everything. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you think you're here by accident, you do not understand reality. God made everything, including you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He has a plan for your life. And you need to praise him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. But that's not all. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. In other words, he cares about people. And not just about people, he cares about the nobodies. The poor. Who are in the dust. The needy. Who have no home. 
They're living on an ash heap. And he raises them up and seats them with princes, with the princes of their people. He settles the barren woman in her home as a happy mother of children. God cares about people that the world says are insignificant. God cares about people whose circumstances are not happy. The God who made everything and who rules over all cares even about people in their need. Hallelujah. I hope you'll get crazy for him. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.